0: Welcome to the Sweet podcast. In this episode, we are challenging you to meet us at the table to discuss what it means to experience imposter syndrome. You are called and qualified, but why do you feel like something is missing? You're in your head telling yourself that you're not good enough for dot, 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 right? Well, let's get to the root of it. Before we get started, my sister, Dr. Latasha Johnson, a licensed professional counselor, will provide a quick disclaimer.
1: WeSuite does not provide any medical or professional advice on podcast, radio, and social media. Anything said should not be taken as a replacement for medical, clinical, professional advice, diagnosis, or medical intervention. If you take any action or inaction as a result of any of the content you consume on WeSuite's social media and podcast, this is based solely on your decision and WeSuite cannot be held liable for any of the consequences of such action or inaction.
0: Good morning sis, thank you, thank you.
1: Absolutely. Good morning, Queen. How are you today?
0: Oh, I love that. I'm better now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. How are you, beautiful? I am doing well trying to stay hydrated in this Louisiana heat as we speak. I have in my cup good old-fashioned H2O. How about yourself? How is it in Atlanta?
0: Oh, girl, you know uh it's warm outside but because I like to keep it on, um you know iceberg in the house yes I have um (laughs) socks flip-flops jeans and a (laughs) sweatshirt but look but look because I love the sunshine I'm over here in the window yes Yes. (laughs) but it's good it's good good. (laughs) I'm happy I am at I'm at peace I'm at rest um and I'm thankful to just, you know, have a good day, to just be at peace, to be at rest and know that I've lived another day to do something great, or at least we yes. hope.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: yes, yes. And in my cup is a little bit of mango peach tea. Um, oh. And we're going to see, we're going to see, you know, usually I like my lemon ginger, but I switched it up today.
1: Yes, yes. We did something
0: new today. Hello. We did. We, yeah, we, we did. We did something new. Yes. All right. Well, I know the people are waiting, so we're going to get into this whole topic about imposter syndrome. Um, Sorry, you guys, I'm finishing up my breakfast. So you hear me snacking a little bit. Um, (laughs) But we are going to talk about imposter syndrome. I don't know anyone that at some point has not felt a sense of not good enough or not deserving to be here, not deserving to do something. And um, we're going to speak probably more in the context of a job or a position today, but I really want the ladies on the line to think of any space that they are in in their life. Maybe you have imposter syndrome about being a mother, and we're going to get to that later on uh, in the season. Um, Maybe you have imposter syndrome about being and being married, being a spouse. Maybe you have imposter syndrome about, um, you know, doing things in your church walk or your church life or at your church. Maybe you don't feel qualified enough or, you know, spiritually enough to be doing certain things. And we are going to dispel all of those little thoughts today, or at least we are going to attempt to give you something to walk away with that might help you do that.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so let's kick it off with this first question. Why do we have thoughts of being not good enough? Um, And I guess, uh, Tasha, you want to start? You want me to start?
1: I can, I can. Those thoughts of not feeling um, good enough can stem from if your parent or parents couldn't offer uh, security, stability, or safety. Um, You had overly critical parents. Mm. right most mm. I think we're going to get to that later on in the mm. segment about do we hear praise or criticism and and that can stem from having overly critical parents when you're raised in environments where the negative is highlighted more than the positive you carry that throughout life with you and it becomes a part of you especially if you don't even know how it has impacted you because you hadn't had done the work you hadn't went in therapy or things like that or maybe it's just you know in the unconscious you don't even realize how that has affected you in your today
0: mm-hmm mm. Ooh, you said a word and I know that that's going to be this whole this whole yeah. episode honestly this whole season it's just the way we vibe but uh, <laughs> so uh <laughs> you spoke about critical um remarks from people and I definitely want us to touch on that one so we'll do that um, more in depth as we keep going here but I, I, I want to also talk about that trauma too
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think that sometimes when we identify trauma for ourselves and even if we try to express it in our, in our home lives or our friendships or, or, or other spaces in general and we try to tell a person this made me feel this way Because that person cannot relate to the experience that you had, a lot of times they won't really view it the way you view it. They may feel like you're overreacting and it causes you to somewhat shut down. So what I'm going to say with the trauma experience and imposter syndrome, your trauma cannot be defined by anybody but you. No one can tell you how to feel. No one can tell you what you went through and anything like that. And we're going to talk about trauma later on this season too. But I definitely want to acknowledge that trauma is real and it does impact the way we do life. So if you've had some bad experiences and those bad experiences or, you know, harsh remarks have caused you not to see yourself a certain way and you don't feel good enough to do something. Here's what I got for you. We are not fully accepting sometimes that we are first called by Christ to his divine purpose. And so when we don't look at how Christ sees us, we allow those criticisms and those traumatic experiences to overpower our mind and tell us we're not good enough. But if he exalted us, there is a reason why he did. So if you've been offered an opportunity and again, I said we're going to speak mostly about jobs, but this can apply in any way. If you have been exalted to a position at work or you are starting a new business and you've been exalted that way and God has deposited on your spirit to launch your vision. In the moments, and it ebbs and flows, you can take it from me and Doc because we go through this consistently. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It ebbs Mm -hmm. and flows. So in the moments that you feel like you're not good enough to keep doing what you're doing or push out what you're pushing out for those that are CEOs or if you feel like you should not be promoted to this position, there are other qualified people around you, but God called you. Mm -hmm. It does not matter what their qualifications are. As you see them anyway, because God sees a different set of principles inside of you. He chose you. Uh, sometimes, you know, or not even sometimes, let I me mean, let me backtrack that. A lot of our examples in the Bible are of people that demonstrated great humility. Mm-hmm. And because of that, those were people that God chose to use because he could continue to pour into them. He could continue to mold and shape their hearts and their minds. They were not of haughty attitude. So because of that, your people like David and Moses, um, you know, and so many others. They were easier, shall I say, I'm going to use that word. That's the case's word. I'm not going to say that's necessarily a biblical word, but by my by my word choice, they were easier um, to help coach and guide god was God was able to coach and guide them to do what they needed to do. they weren't doing things by their own might, they knew that God was the reason, so you don't need to you don't need to know that you have all these skills you just need to know that God says you're good enough, and I'm going to stop it right there
1: and I'll add to it says I'll go as far as saying. Um, as the saying goes, he does not call the qualified <laughs> mm-hmm. he qualifies the call mm-hmm. but that goes back to what you said too uh in our previous episode that you have to be careful to know who you are in Christ you have because to know you have, you to, have know. to know you have to know and that will kind of decrease a lot of not kind of but it will definitely decrease a lot of those feelings and thoughts of not feeling good enough. Because you'll remember what he said regarding you in his word, He knows the exact numbers, the exact number of hairs on your head.
0: He does. He
1: shows you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You have a purpose.
0: You do. You do. And so while we while we right there, I'm actually going to skip one of our questions and come back to it because it's just naturally lining up this way. We, we want to talk about who am I and why sis is right there. Let's let's go ahead and plug it all the way. When we start talking about who am I, you know, we have biblical uh, definitions for who am I, um, you know, so when we talk about. Who am I? God God tells you exactly who you are. You are who he says you are. Not who man says you are, but who he says you are. So with that, I want to take a look at um, Ephesians to help us. Uh, you are beloved. You are a masterpiece. You are chosen. You are redeemed. You are a new creation. You are an heir to the kingdom of God. You are free from bondage. You are all these things. These are the things. This isn't my word. This is God's words about who you are. So when you struggle to see who you are in relation to imposter syndrome and and being able to understand why me or am I good enough, God is telling you, you are beloved. You are a masterpiece. You are chosen. You are redeemed. You're a new creation. You're an heir to the kingdom. You are free from bondage.
1: And so for those who may feel like, well, how do I believe it? I can say it. I see it in his word. How do I believe it? You have to take the necessary steps to discover and rediscover who you are. Yes, the scripture tells us who we truly are in Christ, but you have to speak faith to your situation so that you can believe it. Mm -hmm. And remember, you are who God says you are. Not who you want to be. Not who your parents want you to be. Not even who your children think you should be. You are who Christ says you are. And I find we get into those moments of second guessing ourselves. when we don't spend as much time as we should with him. Mm -hmm. When you're spending too much time in other environments, that are not conducive to who he says you are. And I'm gonna stop right there because I don't want to go to prison. <laughs> <laughs> no, no,
0: you're not, you're not, you're not going too far. You're going into our next question. You know, <laughs> you are, and I, I love it. So let's let's do it. Let's do it. Um, we did not come to play today. How can I learn that I am worthy of my new position? Mm. Mm. well. You know, I got two things to say on this, and one of them, I kind of knew what I was going to say about this, and another one just hit me just now. So let's start with this. First of all, when we're speaking about things from a biblical standpoint, as human beings, we're not really worthy. God chose us. He chose to love us unconditionally. He chose to offer us salvation, and it was up to us to accept that call and to live out our lives accordingly. So I'll start with that when we're talking biblical worthiness. Um, Let's move over into learning your worthiness, though, through Christ, Uh, because Mm -hmm. he he does love you and he does see you. He does see you in a restored light um, to, you know, be better, to do great things. And he puts us in these spaces for kingdom business. So learning to be worthy. And this is my opinion. I'm not going to say this is the answer. Learning to be worthy for the keys means a heart of service. Um, And so for me, I want to look at what that means in Ephesians 6 and 7. Work as though you're working for the Lord. So when you are trying to figure out how you're worthy enough to be in a position, you don't go into the position with, You know, all your qualifications and, you know, sister and I, we, we, we both went to the same school as far as how we met. We did our doctoral program together. If you heard season one and two, you know all about that, but it's not by my own merit and it is not because of my degrees um, those those are things that add to my tool belt. Yes, of course, you know um, my hard work, my dedication, my unwillingness to to give up. Like, th- yes, all those things add to what probably caused me to get this new position at work or start this new business. But it's what's inside of me that helps me sustain that. Because you can get the position because of these qualifications and these skill sets, but it may not go well for you and you may not be that successful in what's been placed in front of you unless your heart is in the right space. And there's, there's a devotional heart health that'll, that'll talk a whole different piece about heart health that I've done. So we'll get to that too, but I want to take my time with this. So bear with me. Um, this, this won't be rushed because I, I want to do this the right way with um, Tosh, but When I'm speaking about a heart of service and working as though you work for the Lord, when you start your business, why are you doing it? Mm -hmm. And who are you impacting? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: When you are on your job, why are you doing it? If you get elevated to a position, why do you want the position? And if you get the position, who are you impacting? Those are always the questions that I have. And one other thing that I actually, you know, called my preacher up about when I took a new position in things and things, and this was a while ago, and I just told him it was a lot of change for me all at once, not just the promotion itself, but what I walked into when I got the promotion was just a lot going on. And so I remember when I called him, one thing I said to him is, This is heavy for me. And my prayer right now that I want you to pray with me is um, what God is doing in me and what he is doing through me.
1: Mm.
0: That to me is is what a heart of service means. And I'm explaining this because I'm not saying it is the answer for everyone. I'm saying it is what grounded me in figuring my way through imposter syndrome. What I learned in my own experience that I'm sharing with you was that a heart of service for me looked like what is God doing in me and through me? What is my position to do for these people that he's entrusted me with? And I told my boss and I never forget this. I told my boss, I feel very, very responsible, very responsible. And it wasn't just I feel responsible to do a good job or to make the numbers hit the way the numbers were supposed to hit. I felt responsible for the people God entrusted to me. And so I, again, this isn't about me. I'm just sharing a practical experience that you can possibly hopefully relate to that learning to be worthy work as though you're working for the Lord, have a heart of service. And when you think about others before yourself, that to me is where you find your worth. Um, So I'm going to pause there because I know we got some other stuff to say about this one. And let let Sis jump in.
1: (laughs) Yes, Sis. So some of the things that came to my um, spirit to uh, feel more worthy uh, in new positions and new situations. And what I have is first you must learn to cultivate a sense of unconditional self-worth. And since when we talk about self-worth, You know, it's hard to feel worthy when we haven't forgiven ourselves for the thing God has already forgotten about. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It's like you have to start with that self forgiveness. We struggle to feel worthy because we're so angry with ourselves about past mistakes. So it's hard to walk into the new confident when internally, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? We're still holding on to things that God has forgiven us for. And externally, we're trying to show that we're confident. It's a struggle. It's a battle because mm-hmm. our external and our internal does not align, mm-hmm. right? So some mm-hmm. key points that I have written here is, number one, you must connect with supportive people, people who understand that there is a dissonance a, a between the internal and the external, but also people who you feel comfortable enough to be vulnerable with yeah. of those shortcomings that you may have. Mm-hmm. And then once you are able to state or become aware of those past mistakes and how it made you feel so that you can begin your healing journey, you need to accept it. It happened. You cannot take it back. The only thing you can do is learn more. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. My last point I got is learning how to be there for ourselves, but also learning that God is enough we won't have those supports each and every time outside of God. And so sometimes we have to know how to be there for us, let God be there for us, and realize when he is just enough. Sometimes I truly believe God will take us through a period where we feel isolated from the entire world. We don't feel like we belong. We don't feel like we're good enough for those spaces because he's trying to get our attention.
0: mm I'm about to slide out the chair, just so you know. So if you hear a thump, 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 that's me. (laughs) Let me go
1: and stop. That's my my, my cute sis. I said enough. I said enough.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. um, Yeah, I'm about to hit the floor because that last part, I don't know who out there it was for, but I know it was for me. Um, Learning to be there for yourself. I'm in that season. If I can just be transparent with the ladies, I'm in that season. Um, I did not know my sis was about to say that. Okay, so this is very organic. We do know what our questions are, but we do not talk about what we're going to say when we hit this podcast, and we do it right. so that you get it very authentically. Um, mm-hmm. So... Yeah, um, I'm in that season. I'm in that season of learning to be there for myself. And sometimes we do that because we don't feel safe to be vulnerable with people. Maybe they have done or said hurtful things or maybe they have not shown up the way we wanted them to show up. They showed up, but they just didn't show up the way that we needed them to Um, and I I actually just recently you know talked to a friend about that like I'm right now showing up the way I need to show up for me Um, and that means that I've gotten to a space where I just need time for me I don't I don't want to hurt nobody but I I need time for me and I want to slow it down here because I want to explain something about that if I can you know sometimes when you hit those spaces it can be because you didn't feel safe to be vulnerable with people because of maybe past traumas like we spoke about earlier when we got started. Mm-hmm. Or it, it it may not be always that something was done or said to you. Sometimes you just really never learn how to own your needs and i'm speaking to myself right now i'm not even talking to y'all but if y'all if it hit you it hit you okay girl but oh, uh <laughs> but you you know um and i will share this uh, i don't know i might regret it later but i'm going to share that i love personality tests and i am an enneagram 2 and mm-hmm. the childhood wound for an enneagram 2 is that you just never really learn how to own your own needs. And that is something that is not necessarily that your parents did to you. It's just something that you picked up early on as a child. You're a very loving, nurturing person. You learned how to be there for everybody else. And in doing that, you felt loved being there for everybody else. And mm-hmm. so you de- you develop this understanding for those like me as an NE2 that, um, your needs are not important. That's not true. But that is what you taught yourself at some point as, as a younger person. So as you get older, you you find it very difficult to, to profess your needs. So when something is happening that's affecting you, you don't always say it because you don't know how. Um, or you feel wrong to say, Hey, this is affecting me or this is the space I'm in. You feel wrong to do it. You literally feel like it's taboo to do that. I I cannot explain that. And you may not even understand that if you don't have that struggle. If you don't have that struggle, this might not be for you. But those that do have that struggle where you are a people pleaser. You, and I, and let, let's give some practical stuff to this y- you know when it's time to go out to eat and everybody is saying I don't eat this I don't eat that you're the friend that's saying well I just am happy to be with my friends I'll go wherever y'all want to go I'm talking to you um, <laughs> those of you that have had a long day you have gotten off work your family has called you with whatever they have going on your friends have called you whatever they have going on and you are exhausted you are struggling you got your own problems to deal with but you have told no one that you have these issues. The mm-hmm. and, and it's not their fault because they they did what they were supposed to do. They they said their needs. It's not mm-hmm. their fault. But you never said, hey, I'm at my limit today. Hey, mm-hmm. I'm I got this going on. I can't handle that. What you're putting onto me, I'm carrying it like a sponge. I can't do that today. I'm talking, mm-hmm. to, I'm talking to people like you. I told y'all this was going to take some time. So bear with me because my heart is very heavy on this. It's for me as much as it might be for you. Yeah. I'm in a season of learning these things and how to do it for myself. And those that I love and, and know me well, I have expressed these things to them and they are in this fight with me. They are like, sis, I understand whatever you need, you know, we like figure out how to show up better for you. Um, And they have encouraged me to speak up. They have encouraged me to say, like, if this is how you're feeling, you got to let me know because I don't know if my stuff is too much for you if you don't tell me that's where you are. So I'm being challenged to not just be there for myself, but learn my needs and articulate them better. And that is very hard when you spend a lifetime, not two days, not two weeks, but a lifetime learning to make you know your needs less so that you can play superhero to everybody else and Mm -hmm. um you know newsflash is not your job to play hero because you don't have that type of capacity you you operate in a space that don't belong to you you need to get that back to the lord but that's another conversation Mm. so um when we're talking about our circles um and and who's around you let's get back to this full-on imposter syndrome stuff with a new position, when you've been elevated or called to a higher level, whether that's your own business or whether that's a job that you're taking a new position at work, people around you may not always know how to respond to you in those places. And that, that and I mentioned this earlier is probably due to some heart health things um, but you have to, like Sis said, assess those people that are around you, whether they're pouring into you, breathing life into you, or whether they're in an unhealthy space or they're sucking life out of you. So you end up feeling like this is not good news that I got this promotion because of how they respond when you tell them about it. You end up feeling like actually, maybe I'm not qualified, maybe I'm not good enough because, I told my friends and family that this happened and they're nonchalant or they don't have anything encouraging to say or I'm telling them about what I'm dealing with on the job and they, you know, that their words are not supportive. Well, that's because they can't show up for you in a space that they're still struggling with. Mm-hmm. So I take you back to you are who God says you are. So back to sis point learning to be there for yourself and allowing God to be there for you. So I'm going to pass the ball back to her.
1: Yes, I'm just going to add really quickly, I thank you so much for your vulnerability and opening up because I believe a lot of our viewers feel the same way. It's easier sometimes to assist others in their needs than to deal with our own. And if you are a friend, since we're talking about circles, because, you know, to, to have a friend, you have to be a friend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But to have a sis, you have to be a sis. You know what I mean? I need you to understand what sis is saying. Whether you can relate or not, you don't have to relate to understand. Mm -hmm. You know, if I could just give a a quick example, I don't have to go out and do drugs to understand or encourage those who are trying to get off. Mm -hmm. As Sis mentioned, sometimes she goes into some modes of people-pleasing, even a survival tactic, if I must say, that may have developed along the lines of her life. I think you mentioned this goes back for some people to childhood. Mm -hmm. So if someone has been battling something from childhood, and you just met them last year or within the last three months or within the last three years, don't make it seem as if it's a certain amount of love you can give that, that can override all of that. That person is still that person. Mm -hmm. You are still you. I think we can be better uh, fit for those in our lives. If we accept what they say, you don't have to get it. It doesn't have to be your way, but hear them out. And I feel like that is so important in, in, in combating mm-hmm. imposter syndrome. If we look at the reason why people struggle with being perfect is because they don't feel safe enough to communicate the shortcomings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, check on your strong friends. Yeah, you know, they may be masking, masking. check on them.
0: And you, you have said um, a very, very powerful thing that people, you know, what they're experiencing, you may not understand that experience and you're, you're coming to it, you know, perhaps based on the time line of when you've been in that person's life but you have to get the get closer to the root of Mm -hmm. a person's kind of uh, makeup Mm -hmm. and that person's makeup is environmental it is um, emotional physical and if I don't know what happened to you in 1993 I cannot comprehend why you're responding the way you're responding in 2023 Mm -hmm. you know um oh you said I, that. I, you got to you got to <laughs> be you ha, you have to love people unconditionally and some people think they understand what unconditional is but unconditional love you know it has to surpass sometimes what feels like some sort of natural understanding to you you're living by your own particular rubric of what you think should happen and how you think someone should process but at the end of the day Mm -hmm. if you truly have unconditional love that means that you are not willing to just throw in a towel and give up and you are committing yourself to learning the whole Mm -hmm. of who that person is now I'm not talking Mm -hmm. about abusive situations okay correct (laughs) I have to make sure I say that but we're talking in a healthy way, though, uh, mm-hmm. focusing on the whole of who that person is. And mm-hmm. if that person has a lot of struggles that are maybe too intense for you to deal with at that time because it is wearing you down, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to acknowledge and admit in this season, you, you don't have the capacity to kind of help them walk through the things they're healing from. It's okay to admit that because you might do more harm than good staying around and not being patient enough to hear them out and say hurtful Mm -hmm. things. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm going to stop because I'll keep going on that. But
1: (laughs) it's a real thing. But I'm, I'm going as you go, sis. It is a real thing. Folk will get upset with you for not being honest about your shortcomings when them, with not even realizing how can I be open with you when it's difficult for me to be open with me mm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you have to peel back layers and sometimes you don't even know what those layers are until you go to some type of professional counseling mm-hmm. sometimes you think you know the root of the issue You need to go to therapy Mm -hmm. and see what those layers are. You know, I'm not, Mm -hmm. I said this earlier and I said again, it's not my job to tell you your experience was or wasn't what it is. Only you can define your experience. But if you go and get you some help, you peel back layers and you learn, Mm -hmm. there may be something else that your childhood mind has blocked out to protect the older version of yourself. So you don't even really probably know what you're blocking out until you do the work. Sometimes it is a domino effect of things that causes you not to feel enough. And we're talking mm. about jobs again, but I need y'all to think about this beyond jobs because we are we are living in times where people are affected in so many ways. They they are in, you know, homes where they do not feel enough to be a parent. They're doing it because they gave birth to this child you know or they contributed to this child being born if you're a man but you you know and you're trying your best and you may be hiding or masking as my sister just said that Mm -hmm. I don't feel enough to be your parent I you're you're so different from me you're so different from my personality I don't know how to parent you
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there are
0: times and and I'm always because I feel I feel my sister gonna say something so I'm gonna stop
1: (laughs) I, was, I felt that I felt when that when you when you when you went to the parent and the child um a, a, a thing you just mentioned. Now I'm going to try to relate this. TD Jakes, if you're listening, uh, those who attend the Potter's house, if you're listening, please do not attack me. I'm going to relay it the way it was relayed to me because I did not hear the sermon, but it blessed me when the person said this. She said she was listening to something TD Jakes mentioned regarding um. The, the mom and the daughter and the daughter was upset because she felt that the mom wasn't the person she needed for her to, to grow or the person she just needed her to be. And so TD Jake's response was basically what if mom was pint sized and mm. you're gallon sized mm. and you trying to make this pint fill you up as a gal. it cannot happen the pint is incapable of filling the gallon and so how does that transcend to your other relationships
0: Ooh. Mm.
1: are you gallon sized but surrounded by pint sized people mm. and now we feel like we don't belong now we feel like we're not enough because we're lacking
0: Mm -hmm. Mm. Mm -mm -mm -mm. this is this is deep this is deep girl this is deep (laughs) this is deep oh wow okay so i'm gonna have to go find that one and watch it but uh we can watch ah, it together let me try to pull my thoughts back together so um yeah i I think people have to peel back those layers because there's so much that impacts you and i and i want to say this too because People who may be listening this saying, you know what, this is heavy, this is hitting me, don't be angry with the people that can't give you in that season what you need the way you need it. Just because someone is not giving you what you need the way you feel you need it doesn't mean they're not doing their darndest to try. So. You have got to, I go back to something she said earlier, learning to be there for yourself and allowing God to be enough for you. Because sometimes even family, friends, you know, coworkers, whatever, they may not ever show up in the way that quote unquote you need. Doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that they have not tried to be good to you. Doesn't mean that their intentions were to harm you or to hurt you. They are operating within the space and capacity that they have and know-how. So you've got to take your experiences and learn through Christ how to be loved the way you want to be loved, taken care of the way you want to be taken care of. You've got you gotta work those things out through Christ. And I know that sometimes that feel like, okay, what does that even mean? That's not enough, that's not something tangible for me to work with. I tell you what's tangible. Start reading your scripture. Yes. Start where the author. Gives you instruction where you are hurting over friendships, where you are hurting over family, where you are hurting over job relationships, mm-hmm. marriages, start with the author. And by author, I do mean God. I, I, I don't just in case somebody confused. So start mm-hmm. with the author because he gives a lot of instruction. And I tell you, Ephesians and Proverbs, Isaiah. If you are struggling and feel weak, those are some books that will definitely, you know, put the paddles on your chest and revive you. So um, if I could plug those, Isaiah, Proverbs, Ephesians, those are some that will, you know, breathe life back into you. But I'm getting a little off track. So let me wind it back. You know, um, when we are talking about people who can't really show up for you the way that you need them to. It deals with you pulling back those layers and it could be not knowing how to be a parent, not knowing how to be in this relationship for this person. And a lot of times I speak to marriage, um, but let's also make sure we're not forgetting those who are in long term serious relationships. Because a lot of times that's where the, the mm, I don't want to say issues, that's where the signs are before marriage even happens so let's talk about mm-hmm. relationships when you are in a serious committed relationship peel back the layers then don't wait till you get into a marriage to try to start uncovering why this person is wired the way they are at that point you've already said i do so when you and not to say that you still can't do the work it's just a lot harder to do it then so in a relationship When you are trying to navigate who you are and who a person is and wanting to know, can I do life with this person forever, peel back the layers. And if you don't feel good enough in that relationship and this person makes you feel unworthy and this person makes you feel like I'm not enough for her or him, you need to peel back some layers. And you need to assess whether that person is even for you, because I would also argue that sometimes it's not just about going to therapy and figuring things out. Sometimes it's about just knowing who's for you and who isn't. They're not a bad Mm -hmm. person, not a bad person, but they may not be for you. They don't Mm -hmm. fit your puzzle piece. You're jamming something together that just doesn't work. So, um, you know, sometimes if you don't feel enough, you need to figure out whether or not that person belongs in your orbit.
1: Yes. And guess what? If they don't, that's okay. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with you. It's okay.
0: It's okay. It's okay. And sometimes we do more harm than good trying to force puzzle pieces together, thinking we can change people, thinking we can change ourselves to be enough. And somewhere down the line, you lose sight of who God called you to be. You lose sight of fulfilling your purpose because you are trying to reinvent yourself into something that the author never designed.
1: Mm. So sis, that sounds like... (laughs) Us picking up tasks that was never design- designated to us, mm. Mhm that's not your designated mm-hmm.
0: area. my My mother likes to call them projects. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: not your project.: That's not your
0: project. That's not your project, you know, and my mother, she is very transparent, honey. she is very transparent, and I can <laughs> say this as her daughter, she is 100 percent the type of person, whether you are family or not. Her transparency remains the same. She will <laughs> say to you, "Yeah, you shouldn't have did that." <laughs> mm-hmm. So you know, uh, I, y'all can trust Mama Tracy. But um, but yeah, uh, I, I definitely feel like we have to make sure when we when we are suffering with and uh, facing imposter syndrome that we peel back layers that could be impacting us from past situations and circumstances. If you are um, unhappy with how things are playing out on your job and not feeling like enough in that role, um, peel back the layers. Sometimes it's not just you have a difficult boss. Sometimes it's not just you have difficult co-workers. Sometimes it's not just the whole place is toxic. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's all of those things, to be honest. But sometimes it's not. Sometimes it is the fact that God is stretching you. He is stretching you and, and asking you to grow and to develop and you may not be ready to face those things. So you mask up and you say, I'm not going to focus on that. I'm not going to face these things that I need to deal with right now I'm not going to address my needs I'm going to just power forward but the problem with powering forward is that you know you will crash you you cannot keep going and going and going or you will crash you will fall apart and you'll find yourself trying to figure out what happened to me and I'm telling you I'm not above Acting like I have not crashed. I have crashed um this year, I did uh, in February, and I had to address my knees and 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 what resulted from me not addressing my knees was high level anxiety in an unrecognizable emotional state. And it caused me to a state of withdrawal. I did not want to be around people. I did not want to talk to people. I didn't want to do certain things. I felt like I was just existing. And it got to a point where I had to, you know, um, withdraw into God. And I want to be specific about that. Not withdrawing to a space that could lead you into some very negative things negative addictions or anything like that but withdrawing into the lord sometimes your isolation is to withdraw to the lord now if you're isolating to a unhealthy space to substance abuse or um mm-hmm. self-harm that's different and you need to go get some help for those things
1: hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So since we on a ball, baby, we are on a ball. I don't
0: know how we got to some of these things we talking about, but God had it on my heart. So
1: I just started Listen, talking about him it. Have
0: his <laughs> let him have yeah, his way. Let him have his way. I would say a good thirty, forty percent of this was not planned. <laughs> It, it wasn't to come up, but, <laughs> but, you know, I care so much. I care so much about these ladies and that are listening and if a guy is on the line, because, you know, we, we speak heavily to our women audience, but if a man is on the line listening, you know, I care so much about y'all. I really do. And I don't want you to suffer in silence. I want you to know you have a community And that what you're experiencing is something that you should not be judged for. You're not weak. You're not unworthy. Mm -hmm. You are somebody that's trying to learn and come into who you are in this next season and love yourself better. And that's what this season is all about. So um, I guess we can take it to the next one, sis. Okay. I don't don't even know where we are. I think we are.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we are.
0: <laughs> that person no. who prayed too long at Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but hey, that's all right. It touches somebody. It does. Right? It, it, it touches. Somebody. At least
0: when you get up from the table, you're covered. Yes,
1: <laughs> and full,
0: full. Yes. All right. So we are. Where do I belong?
1: Ooh.
0: Where do I belong? Ooh.
1: I would start off by saying, um, you know, it starts with the journey of self-discovery or maybe even some rediscovery, right? Mm-hmm. Somehow we may have gotten off uh, track, but please believe the one thing about getting off track, you can always get back on it, right? We just right. need to know how to adjust and who to to round ourselves with so that we do feel belong, like we belong, mm-hmm. excuse me. So, first and foremost, the one thing that I have is are you comfortable with being your authentic self? Most times I see those who feel like they don't belong, maybe they have elevated. But their environment hasn't. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's a there's a difference there. Or maybe you feel as if you're in a space where you may be inferior. Maybe God has placed you somewhere. Uh, if we can go back to that, he doesn't qualify. He doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. So if you happen-, happen to be called but not qualified yet, you may feel inferior. In a mm-hmm. space because you haven't gotten with the other uh, individuals who may be in that environment. You may not have what they have. So first, I would challenge you to be authentic with you, right? What are your passions? What are your interests? What are your likes? What are your dislikes? Do you know who you are? Mm-hmm. Which goes back to question, that, that last question we did. Who am I? hmm
0: hmm Yeah.
1: Another thing I have is get involved with like-minded persons. When you elevate, I'm not saying do away with people who had your back all your life. I'm not saying isolate from those who showed up for you. What I'm saying is when you, God has elevated you and you have grown, it is now time to surround yourself with people who are on that level. And as you continue to rise, you have to continue to grow your environment. Mm
0: -hmm, Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go, sis.
0: Yeah. uh, (laughs) I feel like I got punched (laughs) in the stomach again. Uh, Getting involved with like-minded people, I want to come back to that one. Um, All of these Mm -hmm. were were beautiful. They were all beautiful. Uh, But coming back to that one, you know, sometimes imposter syndrome is heightened because of that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not necessarily that you don't have the qualifications. Maybe you do have certain qualifications for whatever it is that you're taking on. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: you are surrounded by people that make you feel like you should not be doing what you're doing mm-hmm. or, may, or make it uncomfortable for you to be doing what you're doing. Let's, let's use uncomfortable. Um, so if you are the only person in your circle that, you know, runs a business, has a family at home or things like that, you may feel very, very uncomfortable with these other people. Mm -hmm. um who their focus is on always going out always going to the next big thing um they have a job but they don't own a business and there's nothing wrong with not owning one let me make sure i'm clear there's nothing wrong with that but in the spirit of getting involved with like-minded people if those are the only people you ever have to associate with when you are feeling down about your business being in a high season and a low season they can't pour into your spirit they don't understand entrepreneurship. They, they cannot be there for you the way you want. They And if they are a really good friend or a spouse or, you know, a boyfriend, whatever, they may be able to say, you know, some encouraging words, but... Mm-hmm. You need somebody that understands what it means to be at the level that you are at, who you can Uh break down to, who you can cry to, who you can say, you know what, last year, I made X amount of dollars this year. The business tanked and I don't know how I'm going to feed my family. And that's honestly, Mm -hmm. even for um, the men that are listening, you know, you need to be around other. If if there are men out there listening right now, you need to be around other brothers that knows what it means to feel what you're feeling. So getting around like minded people will definitely um, help kind of eradicate imposter syndrome because a lot is not about the fact that you don't deserve to be where you are or that you're not capable of being where you are it's just that you're around people who 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 speak differently their walk their talk is different and so you don't you don't know how to exist in both places and if I may make it very real because This is going to hurt some people for me to say it, but I'm in the business of doing what I feel like is on my heart. Um, If you are surrounded by people that their walk of life is very, very different, you know, they can't hold an intelligent conversation. They can't operate in different spaces. They only know how to be in these certain spaces. And you, you know how to go back to those spaces And be loving, kind, compassionate and not judgmental, but also go back to your job and run this business and speak well and intellectually and do what you got to do. This is going to be hard for some people to hear. And I know that. But if you are around people that are offended because, oh, you're acting bougie or you acting brand new. Mm -hmm. No, you have grown. You have elevated. God is positioning you and exalting you to different spaces and new heights, which require you to stretch and to grow. And if you're going to maintain that, you have to learn how to operate in those spaces. I am saying that a person who is growing in certain ways is not restricted to where they came from. They are allowed to grow. And that's nothing wrong with that. They, they should be allowed to grow. So involve yourself, as far as like-minded people, with people that are on these pathways with you. Because you need people who can teach you things. You need people who have ran a business before and that can teach you the way, you know, that you can ask questions to. If you have people in your circle you can't ask those type of questions to, then that's why imposter syndrome sets in. It's like, I don't think I can run a business. I don't know how to do this. But if you got a Steve Harvey or Oprah Winfrey in your back pocket, guess what? Mm -hmm. So I'm not speaking down on anybody that uh, doesn't own a business, hasn't elevated to certain spaces, lives in certain, you know, communities or whatever. I'm not speaking down on those people. And I want you guys to know that from the bottom of my heart, I'm not. I'm simply saying that wherever you are in your life, you got to have people in your circle that can help you continue to grow. So I know I took a long time on that one. The only oh, other thing that I it want, was needed, <laughs> sis. You know, uh, I tried my best to articulate that as best I could. I know some people still might be mad at me, but that's okay. God knows my heart. Um, this 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 statement we're on about belonging, though. The only other thing that I want to say about where you belong. This is going to come from also a spiritual space, but um, you belong in any space that God elevates and exalts you to do kingdom business.
1: Uh
0: So whatever you do in life, and this kind of goes back to me talking about working as though you work for the Lord, whatever you do in life, as long as you are impacting the people of the Lord, And you are showing compassion, kindness, encouragement, you know, in service to these people. Then you belong there. Mm -hmm. As a child of God, you belong where he says you belong. And I think we have uh, we have this last one to wrap it up for you guys. This is our last one. What do you hear? Praise or criticism?
1: Uh mm-hmm. huh. Which do you hear more, praise or criticism? And I would like to start with, if you hear more criticism, consider the source. Is this the overly negative person who mm-hmm. pulls out only the negative, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. you have to be cautious of who you surround yourself with. You can take on those traits. And the way others talk to you or shade you or shun you, you'll find yourself doing the exact same thing to you. Hmm. Mm-hmm. if you hear more criticism over praise we may need to contact someone up uh, and begin our healing journey regarding some childhood issues yeah i
0: mean right to that one yeah yeah oh, what
1: about some personal interpretation what if it's it's like sis mentioned dr d mentioned earlier about what if i don't have childhood issues what if it's not in my environment what if it's just me and how i process it right some exploring still needs to be done because something has happened for you to interpret things like that i always tell people a hurt heart hears and sees things differently Mm -hmm. Take into your account, your life suitcase. If you are 30 years old, starting from day one, you have been through an array of experiences. You have mingled with different people. You have seen things. You have been a part of things. All of that shapes how you understand information, how you comprehend it and how you view it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and you know, I want to add to this criticism conversation Sometimes it's criticism from childhood. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's criticism from the people around you. They're just overly negative people and they, they don't even probably realize they are. Their response is just first to critique. That's just mm-hmm. their, their response is to see the flaws in a situation. And mm-hmm. I, said it, I said it that way because there are some, as a person who looks at personality profiles, there are some personalities that are just predisposed to that. Like they, they are the type of people that are perhaps more inclined to look at the loopholes and those, Mm -hmm. and those people aren't bad people. They're not bad people because those people make up a lot of your doctors to solve a medical problem. They make up your engineers Mm -hmm. to solve an engineering problem. They are problem solvers. So they naturally come to a, a situation trying to figure out what's the problem and how do I fix it? So sometimes oh. when they come into talking to you, they come off as a very crit- critical person, but they don't mean to be It's the way that their mind processes information. So I want to plug that, too, because anybody that feels like, oh, well, sometimes people say I can always be kind of critical. I don't want you to take that necessarily bad all the time. You may be a uh-huh. person where your mind is just designed to see the flaw in a design and fix it. You are the fixer. However, just be mindful when you're talking to people if you need to be a fixer or a listener because sometimes you are taking your professional into personal. So Mm. um, if you are in a relationship, don't come home and try to fix your spouse. Sometimes you need to listen to your spouse. So, you know, I just want to throw that out there about criticism. Yes. Now, yes. the other thing I want to say about criticism is that sometimes it's not the outside world. Sometimes you got to work on your inner critic, which uh-huh. feeds into imposter syndrome as well. If you are naturally constantly picking yourself apart and maybe you are the most confident person that people see on the exterior. But by the time, honey, you get home, you are picking apart yourself from left and right. Mm -hmm. If you struggle with inner criticism, I draw you back (laughs) to what we talked about earlier (laughs) with looking at who God says you are. Free yourself from all of this inner criticism. Mm -hmm. No one is perfect and stop, stop putting yourself up to someone else and judging who you are. Don't judge yourself according to the next person, you know. Um, so try to work on that inner critic and speak positive. So when you have something negative that enters your mind, reverse it with something positive. Instead of I'm not, I am. Instead of I can't, I will. Instead Mm -hmm. of I don't know how, I will learn how. So inner critic, you need to, I don't know, get you some sticky notes and and start Mm -hmm. writing the positive version of the next version.
1: That's what you do. And that's how you, even when you don't feel it, even when you don't believe it, you still speak faith to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The the fastest way to, um, to, to combat those negative emotions is to speak positive to it yes yeah, all my bills may not be paid but hey i do have home today. you mm-hmm. know hey you know what my mom she got on my nerves yesterday but hey she's still alive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you have to like sis says, get those sticky notes and affirm yourself
0: affirm affirm yes 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 affirm i love it i love it okay so and for this praise do you hear praise now this one is going to be a little bit funny for me to deal with it was kind of easy if i'm honest with our listeners it was easy for me to talk about criticism praise if you hear praise that That was harder (laughs) if you hear praise now, now and let's keep in mind we're talking about imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. With imposter syndrome, if you hear praise, are you hearing praise from people around you and still not feeling enough? Is that the problem? Do you not believe the people around you that are giving you praise? If not, I call you back to Dr. Latasha Johnson's comment earlier. Mm -hmm. Who's in your circle that you don't even trust when they are telling you something positive? You don't even mm-hmm. trust the positive. Come on now. This. Mm-hmm. Then you, you know, if they're just the yes man, then you might need to figure that out. So if you yes. hear praise and you don't even trust the praise, then whoever's around you, maybe you don't trust them. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, praise in, in, from the inside. Maybe you have imposter syndrome. And this one, stick with me because this one's going to sound kind of funny. Um You hear praise as your inner voice but you still deal with imposter syndrome. Maybe you are a person that grew up in an environment and I'm reaching right now and I know that but just follow me. Maybe you're a person that grew up in an environment where it was not okay it was not okay to pat yourself on the back. It was not okay to be proud of your talents, your skills, whatever. So the only place that 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 praise can coexist is inside of you. You don't feel comfortable acknowledging that praise outwardly because you feel like you're not being humble enough if you do. And let me tell you something that my, I'm going to tell you something that my stepdad said to me. I was talking to him about a conversation, which that's neither here nor there. And I just remember we were standing in the kitchen and I remember my stepdad saying, if you good at something, why are you afraid to say you are good at it? it's not wrong if you're good at it be a proud be proud of who you are don't don't lessen who you are because you you don't feel like it's acceptable to be proud of yourself it is and so sometimes people just grew up in environments where they were not allowed to experience being proud Or they they heard so much criticism and things like that, where it was just wrong to ever feel good about anything they did. So I challenge those that have the inner praise going on that are afraid to lean into it, lean into it. If you know that you are doing an exceptional job on something, lean into it now. Now, let me give some disclaimers. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about having a haughty attitude, okay? No, Nobody likes an arrogant person. <laughs> right. I'm not talking about arrogance. I'm talking about accepting who you are, accepting who Christ says you are. And if you are talented at something, you are very skilled at something. Somebody tells you from childhood, you know what? when you get older, I see a nurse in you. You just Mm -hmm. take care of people so well. You know how to, you know, help them when they are sick. You have a healing spirit. Don't sit back and not accept that. Accept that. So, that's what I have to say about praise.
1: Oh, if I can add to it, sis. Um, Just the other day, I had a conversation with a colleague, and if she's listening. I love you. No one knows who you are. But I just had a conversation with her, and I was pouring her into her, and I was telling her how fit she is for this um, career path in therapy, and she cried, and basically, her question was, why me, like, why me, and I thought about the song, like, is it Tasha Page Lockhart? Why not you? Mm -hmm. Why not you? If you cannot accept the and I've been there. People would compliment me on something, and I'm like, You sure? Oh, no, well, you know what? I I barely did it, or it it didn't even take me that long. I would reduce it Mm -hmm. because I didn't feel deserving of it. Mm -hmm. It goes back to knowing who you are, as our good Christian sis gospel singer said, Why not Mm you? You know who you are in Christ, absolutely, it should be you.
0: And, you know, to that, you said, if you know who you are in Christ, when you're struggling with accepting, you know, praise from others or even praise from yourself and your struggle is because you're afraid of not remaining humble. Let me tell you something. As long as God gives the glory, that's all right. So when somebody said, oh, girl, I just love how you, you know, handled that conference that speaking engagement, you just did your thing and you're like, uh, I, I don't even know if I should say thank you. I'm I You know, I, let me tell you, thank you so much to God be the glory. You can be proud of yourself. You just have to remember from where your blessings come. So be proud of yourself. Don't shrink yourself. Don't don't allow yourself to feed in prostate syndrome because it's not OK to be proud. It's OK to be proud. It's just that you have to give God the glory and I think that's it you know I I, I think <laughs> we I think we did our thing I think we we came what we can't we did what we came to do um mm-hmm. and so I'm gonna go ahead and wrap us up sis unless you have another comment
1: sis I am full I am good honey.
0: I am full too this fed my spirit too it really did I, I said some things that even I needed to hear it's funny how God a Work on your life that you talk, and you like. Ooh, I needed that one. Uh, <laughs> shots fired.
1: <laughs> well, we mentioned to you all in the audience. We mentioned to ourselves. Oh. we're able to authentically show that. I hope demonstrated
0: Yes, yes. So, um, as always, thank you, Dr. Lachosa Johnson. Um, we are going to let our listeners know that if you enjoyed this chat today and you're looking for your community or looking to dive deeper into your health and wellness, check us out on Instagram at Dr. DeKeese L or, Uh, hashtag WeSweetPodcast to connect with Dr. Johnson or on Instagram, check out Armed With Resilience. Okay, that's Armed With Resilience. You can check her out there. And then if I may, I know we had a long chat today, but I'm gonna leave you with a few tips. I'm gonna go through them fairly quickly. Trauma and critical remarks impact why you don't feel good enough. So peel back those layers and figure out The trauma that you have experienced speak faith to your situation to believe who you are in Christ. That includes critical conversations with others or yourself, you know, switch that to affirmations. Okay, learning to be there for yourself and allowing God to be enough. Sometimes you need people to show up for you in certain ways, but that may not always happen. So know that God is enough. Um, Have a heart of service. Work as though you're working for the Lord. Are you comfortable with being authentic with yourself? That's a big one. We didn't really get to talk about it. heavy, heavy, but are you comfortable being authentic with yourself? Be real with yourself and then get involved with like minded people to help you alleviate that imposter syndrome. Uh, feeling it is okay to be proud of yourself, just give God the glory. That's where we landed today. If you are seeking professional support, please follow up with your local mental health agencies. Thank you for joining the We Suite. Don't forget to follow the We Suite podcast on your favorite listening platform and add me on Insta at Dr. DeKeese L. It's in the podcast bio.